Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am uh, doing great. I just recently got to listen to last week's episode with you and Michelle, which was <laughs> awesome. It was super fun. And it was great that Michelle was able to kind of fill in. Uh, like you said on the episode, like when I knew that I had kind of this conference coming up and the scheduling was going to be rough, mm -hmm. we both immediately was like, oh, I wonder if Michelle would come on the show because she would be great. And we're both like a big fan of her. Definitely. So that was super fun. I'm just bummed that I, that I wasn't here, that I wasn't. You didn't get to speak with Michelle. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll have to have her on some other time when I can have a chance to chat with her. She was great. How was your week? I went to the ADHD conference in uh, Dallas last week. And it's there's lots of like little conferences, but it's sort of like the big one that people know of for ADHD. And it's kind of more focused for like ADHD coaches and stuff like that. But I went there and it was unbelievable. It's kind of hard to describe. Just uh, one of the things that really connected, that really made it amazing for me is I got to meet with a lot of kind of fellow creators in sort of like the ADHD advocacy space. And so other people with similar like follower counts and things like that of kind of where, where I'm at. And so it was really great to sort of connect with people that understood like the pros and the cons of that. Because I think it's really easy to when you're at a certain level and you kind of look to people at the next level, it's really easy to be like envious of that mm -hmm. position and only seeing the pros. So it was really great to be able to hang out with people that understood the difficulties that kind of come with that, too, and just sort of being able to maybe commiserate a little bit on some stuff, but also just kind of building that community of like people that get it and sort of understand what it's like creating content and dealing with burnout, uh, dealing with some of the difficulties that come with it and trying to figure out like you're making so many, I think as a creator, you're making so many decisions and you never know if you're making the right decision. It's kind of like I said mm -hmm. before of like writing a book where you're making 20,000 decisions and there's no real like feedback on whether they're the right decision or not yep. by going to the conference and by meeting a lot of like fellow creators I think I've really found a bunch of like people I'm going to be friends with for a long time and people that I'm going to be able to connect with and share with and sort of bounce these ideas off of and get and inspire each other in short like the conference was amazing it was just like I felt like hanging out with all these other fellow people with ADHD I felt like the like the masks came off you kind of felt like Oh, I don't have to apologize for my, you know, mm. little ADHD idiosyncrasies or whatever the weird things that would happen. It was like everyone understood and was like supportive and encouraging. It almost made me feel like, is this what neurotypical people feel like normally? Like all the time. Right. Like, do you, th you think of like the idea of like common sense, like yeah, most yeah. like neurotypical people have this idea of common sense where there's sort of like this shared understanding of the world and people that are neurodivergent often like we don't necessarily connect with common mm. sense it's like we almost have our own version of it I don't know how else to describe it but it felt like there was a common neurodivergent sense at that conference it was like we had this other understanding with each other which made it just so much easier to be yourself and to communicate and it was amazing uh, for anyone that has ADHD if you get a chance it is kind of expensive because it's more aimed for professionals in ADHD but it was such an amazing experience. I uh, highly recommend checking that out. Yeah, there's just something about kind of like finding your tribe, finding your people. Yeah. And I really feel like that happened for me at that conference. That's awesome. That sounds so good. I think for you as well, it's almost like you had a double community because you had the ADHD community around you, obviously, because that's what the conference was aimed at. But then you also mm -hmm. had the creator community. So within the ADHD community, who's creating stuff for that? Not just, I guess there's different like businesses within that, but but you also had the creators around you. So you were kind of within two communities, like your perfect niche, like perfect, like 
These people are just <laughs> kind of like me. And on top of that, you said um, similar kind of level or similar stage or experience of, of what they're going through now. It's almost like a triple community around you, which is probably why it felt so good as well. It was incredible. It just felt like I was immediately with a group of friends. Like actually what it reminded me of, it was kind of like, it felt like I was having like a reunion with like my mm. old high school buddies or something. Even though I'd never met any of these people in person before, it was just like there was this shared history or shared mm -hmm. understanding of where we were in life. Um, and yeah, and maybe it really was, it was just kind of that trifecta, like you said, of having kind of these three different really significant factors yeah. in common. And so it just really propelled us to feeling like immediately we understood each other and we yeah. were kind of on that same playing field and just felt like we could be ourselves and be open and free about just being who we were so and good. not feeling like we had to hide some of it to fit in or whatever. Like mm -hmm. there wasn't a need to try and fit in because we just did. It was just like we all just fit in with each other and it made everything else just like so easy and so fun. If it's not obvious, it was one of the best times of my life. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like glowing right now. Like you, you look yeah. so happy. <laughs> oh man. I think also because it was in person because I think you were saying, you know, before the recording that you'd met a lot of these people online, you know, on Twitter. So you kind of knew them a little bit, mm -hmm. but then being actually in person sounds like, you know, it made all the difference. Yeah, for sure. Because Trina, who I've talked about before, she helped do the workshop with me last month where we did the ADHD workshop. And so we've talked a lot on video and stuff, but this is the first time we're like in the same place together. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there is something magical about being in the same place and being just in real life and being like, hey, let's walk over here to go, you know, go grab a meal together and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And just, yeah, you're right. I am. I am glowing. I don't know how else to <laughs> talk about it. It was just so it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, so I've experienced a little bit of what you said as well. Maybe not to the same level of glowing, but um, <laughs> I've definitely experienced sort of that community thing online with Twitter amongst sort of the maker community. So people who are sort of building their own products, mm. usually sort of SaaS products, like online products. I feel like if I wasn't in that community surrounded by people who are doing similar things, it would be a lot harder to push through, especially when things get really tough. It's so good to be surrounded mm -hmm. by people who are doing similar things and at a similar stage because you can kind of just, like you were saying, share the experiences and it feels normal because everybody's doing the same thing. I think that's a huge part of it, like sort of feeling yeah. like this is a normal thing to do. And if you look at society in general, it's like, well, it's not that normal because most people would be just working for someone else, not working for yourself. But when you surround yourself with people who mm -hmm. are working for themselves or trying to create something, it feels normal. And that's a huge part of like, it. this is fine. Like, you know, this is okay to do and other people are doing it too. And they're also having the same challenges as me. So I can see that they worked through that. So I know it's possible. And that is a huge part mm -hmm. of what has kept me going as well, you know, just being able to reach out to other makers on online and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And, you know, I try and pay it back as well. Like if someone reaches out to me, I try and as, as much as possible, it's kind of hard because I get a lot of DMs, but as much as possible, I try and reply and help them out as well. So I think it just all goes goes around. I think what I'm trying to say is the community stuff so important. Like be around the people that yeah. are doing the same thing as you is so, so important. Yeah, I feel like kind of early on, like the thing that got me started with this whole like creator journey, I've been a creative like my whole life creating lots of side projects and stuff mm -hmm. like that. 
But when I did the Ship 30 for 30 community cohort thing, I guess it was almost two years ago now, I had kind of a similar vibe there where it was like all the people that were in this group, there was almost like, I don't know if ambition is the right word because I think ambition can have negative connotations, but there was just this like, oh, everyone in this group is like wanting to do something more. Like they're wanting this Mm -hmm. extra outlet of creating something. And so there was, there was similarly, like there was kind of a bond there. Like there's people in my real life, you know, like quote unquote real life that are awesome people and I love hanging out with them, but they don't have that same ambition of trying to do Mm -hmm. something more. And so it's like a different level of connection. And yeah, there's something about that that's kind of thrilling because if like I can't talk with some people here about that, there's another group where I can connect on that level and just feel like, oh, these people get this side of me that's really important to me that maybe most Mm -hmm. people don't get. But now I've found a community where I can kind of like lean into that and we can help each other out because we're there's just such like an abundant mindset of like, there's no, you know, we're not trying to slice off our version of the pie, like the pie is infinite. And we're just all trying to encourage and kind of help each other. And so I felt that vibe a lot with the ship 30 for 30 community. And then also even more so this last week uh, with the conference with other creators there. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say, like sort of the the ambition or or like everyone's got the same goal. And Mm -hmm. so you're working toward that. If you were sort of thrown into another group that didn't have that goal, there would, I think two things would happen. Either you'd feel really frustrated because you want something more and no one else does. Yeah. Or you're suddenly like, well, this is it. Like, this is okay. Like, this is kind of where it's at. And then you stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of had this experience <laughs> at work as well, like in, in corporate and also in other countries. So I've lived in a few different countries. So obviously Australia, which is where I'm in now. I've also lived in the UK and in the US. And I noticed a big, big difference like when I moved around to different places that what I thought was in in Australia, I grew up in a small town as well. So it's like when I was in a country town at one point and it's like, okay, well, there's some really strong people here too. But like overall, I would say the level, like if you compared that to say going to New York City, which is where I spent a lot of time in, I was like, it's a totally different level here, right? Like, and, and New York is not representative of the whole of the US. I think there's a lot of ambition in New York City. Like if you're in New York City, you're probably there for a reason. Like a lot of people I met there weren't locals. They were expats from other places, but they'd gone there for a reason because they were trying to achieve something or they were looking for something else. And I was like, well, this is like a whole different ball game. You thought like you were probably doing okay where you were, but you got to step it up. Because everyone else around here is stepped up. And if you don't step up, you're left mm. behind. And look, that might not be for everybody. If that's not the, your goal, then it doesn't matter. That's fine. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. I need to pull it out. Like I need to like full on pull my socks up. I was just like, oh my gosh, if I don't perform, like I'm going to get left behind. And, and I think New York City is an abnormality because it is really, you know, at that time I was in corporate, but it is really about like climbing the ladder and I was like, people are moving pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Like, this goes back to who you surround yourself with, right? It's just kind of saying, I think, if you get put in different situations, like it's very, very different. And if you're not getting what you want, then you need to kind of put yourself in a group that is going after that. That's kind of what I found just in general with with a lot of things. I think there's sort of like a fine line that we're talking about here because I, I don't think either of us are like a fan of like hustle culture and like things like that. And so that's like going to kind of the extreme with that sort of yeah, yeah. sort of stuff. 
and it, it's fine that some, you know some people are there and they're you know usually younger and they have the time and energy to do that and that's mm -hmm, fine like mm -hmm. i don't think anything negative of those people that choose to do that or have like the freedom or whatever to do that but i also don't think that is a uh, necessity and then on the other side of things like i lived in uh, southern california for a couple of years and there's a lot of people there that are like really cool people and you know they're living on you know great weather on the beach and they're just sort of like content with life which is great for them. I'm really happy for them. And also that's not me. Like yeah. content is not how I feel. Like that drive or ambition is kind of what keeps me alive and uh, excited about life is that I'm always wanting to do more. And I found that a lot of people there didn't want to do anymore. They were just mm -hmm. sort of like satisfied with where they are, which again is nothing bad. Like I'm happy for them, but they were that way. But it did make it difficult for me to connect with some of those people, mm -hmm. uh, some of the people that were like that because I felt like I'm... I have this big part of my life of wanting to do more. And when some of the people that I was connecting with there didn't have that, it felt yep. like there was a big part of my life that we didn't have anything in common. Yeah. And that's something I've kind of found, again, through the Ship 30 for 30 community and through like this thing at the conference. I think it's a really good point because when I was in New York, I was, I was a lot younger and I think I had different goals at that point as well. For me, I think what we're saying is the big influence on how you feel is the people around you. That's what I'm getting out of this. And at that time in my life, that was what was around me and that was what was influencing me. And I also had similar um, goals and ambitions at that point. So it kind of worked for me then. I don't think that really works for me right now in terms of what I'm trying to do. And like you said, sort of this different mindset with hustle culture. I've, I've kind of completely changed the way I think about that. Not that I'm, I don't want to work hard. There's a difference between working hard and then working like silly, crazy hours and burning out. So I still want to work hard, but I want to do it in a way that is sustainable and for me, that's where I am now. But I think the broader point that we're trying to say is that community or who you're with makes a massive difference. Who you surround yourself with makes mm. a massive difference. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think community is so important. And I also think that you've been doing a lot of stuff with community with sort of like your Black Friday stuff. By the time this episode comes out, Black Friday will have come and gone. So the, uh, we're recording this before Black Friday. But yeah, so you've been kind of putting this thing together. Maybe I'd love to hear what inspired that. So yeah, we've been doing a lot on Black Friday stuff this week. It's probably taken us, well, it has taken us two full days to, to put together. And also there's, there's ongoing stuff that we're doing right now. I think a lot of people might think doing a Black Friday sale is just changing the price of their product on the website, like maybe doing like a massive 50% off or something huge. But for us, it's like, it's really a lot more than that. There's sort of the build up toward it. Like you said, we're trying to do community stuff as well. So maybe I'll just list out the types of things that we've done. We obviously did make pricing changes to our website. So there was a bit of thinking in terms of what the deal is gonna be, how we're gonna present that. What are the terms around the deal? Like who qualifies for the deal? So there's, there's definitely some prep work that goes into that. Then making all the changes mm -hmm. from a design perspective, but also a coding perspective. We also ran an email marketing campaign to existing users. So these are users who are on a free plan right now. We just wanted to give them an, an opportunity to upgrade if they wanted to, because the price is so good. That took a lot of effort because obviously you're, you're writing the email, you're designing like images to go in the email. You've got to get the email list together you got to test it. you got to make sure, you know, everything's working properly. And then on top of that, we designed a lot of content for social media. So this is for Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I would say mostly Twitter and, and Instagram though. So we had to design the creatives for that, like all the assets. That had to be 
all on brand. So that took a little bit of work as well, just making sure we had so many different versions and we're like, which one is like feels the best, like in terms of the Llama Life brand. That took a bit of time. And then on top of that, from the community perspective, we did a Black Friday website for other creators, like other makers. That one's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So I actually did that last year as well. And I wasn't I wasn't really planning to do it this year. And at the last minute, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe. I still had all the stuff <laughs> that I did from the year before. So I didn't have to start mm -hmm. from scratch. But it still took, I would say, like eight hours or something, probably about 50 bucks in eight hours. So I had to buy another domain. Then I was using a service called Glide to set up this website. And that was, I think it was like 35 bucks or something like that to put together. And then obviously tweeting about it support for it right now because I'm getting quite a few DMs about it. Basically what it is is a website where anybody who is a indie maker or a small startup and we're kind of defining that as less than five people. So this isn't really for any anyone huge, right? It's really to help these smaller businesses mm -hmm. get visibility on their Black Friday deal. So it's a site where you just submit your deal and it presents it in a way that's visually, I think, quite appealing and you can filter it and search for it. Because it's on Twitter and because people are submitting to it, they're also sharing it. So it's kind of got some right. virality built in. Like everybody who submits a deal has a vested interest in promoting this website. So it kind of helps everybody to get mm -hmm. visibility. And, you know, hopefully it's working for people. It's had quite a few shares and I can see uh, a lot of people talking about it online. And so that's something else we did too. So there's there's a lot of things that went into our Black Friday sale. Yeah, that's awesome. So far, it's going it's going pretty well. Definitely one of our strongest weeks, months to date. We'll have more info next week on how it all went, but it's going pretty good so far. I'm uh, really excited to hear how that all goes. And yeah, like you said, next week, we can kind of do like a recap of that and just sort of how it went. And uh, yeah, just I, I think it's going to be I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes like I feel like Black Friday often feels just kind of gimmicky, yeah. but the reality is, is like it happens. Like people still, even though like I think collectively a lot of people think of it gimmicky, people still go and buy a bunch of stuff on Black Friday. There's just something about kind of this big event that everyone gets involved in. So I'm really uh, excited yep. to see how that goes. With Black Friday, yes, I, I do think it can feel gimmicky. And I was actually in two minds about doing a sale. I did one last year. We did one this year, but... The way I think about it is it's a short-term thing from a financial perspective. So you get a lot of sales coming in, obviously. But I also think about it more for the long term. Like it's about raising awareness of the product for me. So yes, the short-term sales lift is nice. But doing this website for other makers helps create visibility as well for me and for Llama Life. right? And, it's, and I think there's a lot of goodwill that is going into that and coming back out of that. And also just people hearing about the brand because everybody is looking for Black Friday sales. So even if they don't take it up right now, your brand is in there and they might purchase it mm -hmm. a few months down the track, if not at this sale. If I say like the price is 50% off, then I would say that 50% that you lose is actually marketing cost for the longer term. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's a short-term sale, short-term sale, let me get my revenue up. But I kind of think of it as a longer term marketing thing as well. Not too long. Like right. I'm, I'm saying yeah. like three months out, this is a marketing cost to do this. So for me, it's that too. Because at the end of the day, like short term sales, that's exactly what it is, a short term sale. And that's, you can't rely on that. You need to build something longer term, like mm -hmm. more awareness of the brand. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. 
that will probably, it sounds like it's going to be a big part of your focus. Did you have any other weekly intentions you wanted to mention, or is that going to be primarily it? I think for me, I'm at an exciting place because we finished the onboarding last week and Michelle and I spoke Mm -hmm. about that last week. Now I'm kind of in a place where, okay, that big project that I was trying to get done is now done. And I feel like it's a matter of figuring out what features we want to do next. And we have a massive backlog. I think for me this week, it's more exciting because I'm like, okay, now let's go through everything and figure out what's the new thing we're going to create. And that's always my favorite place to be. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're about to start something new. It's exciting. It's interesting. And we get to pick what that is. So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. What about you? I mentioned before how I had talked with somebody about partnering on sort of a side app. And so that is my my weekly intention is to work on the landing page, the sign up page for that app. And that hopefully next week I can sort of actually announce what the app is and then let people know that they can sign up to get on kind of like the waiting list. We're still figuring out like, are we going to do kind of like a rolling beta or things like that. But we want to we want to have a big launch near the beginning of the year. So right now we're trying to hopefully get some people excited about it. And so I'm going to be working on that app. And then hopefully I, that means next week I'll actually be announcing what that app is in uh, kind <laughs> of the name of it. I will say it is it's related to uh, habit building. So that's sort of like the focus of um, the app we're working on, um, but with kind of a unique take that has me really excited. So my intention is to work on that sign up page, that main landing page. And hopefully announce that next week. All right. We'll chat next week then. Awesome. Sounds good. See ya.